Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 25. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Abigail reminds David that one day you're going to be king, and when that happens... You won't remember this stuff. It won't matter. But what will matter is whether or not your kingly hands are clean. She says, David, one day you're going to reign over the nation. And in light of your destiny, you can't afford to give in to the temptation of getting revenge. Listen, getting revenge feels good now, but bad later. Did you hear me? Getting revenge feels good now, but bad later. You simply cannot win by trying to get even. How many broken relationships would never happen if you stopped trying to get even? How many broken marriages would not happen if you stopped trying to get even? Have you ever said something? Show of hands. Have you ever said or did something you wished you hadn't? Show of hands. That's everybody in here. We've all said things and did things we regret, right? And we're thinking, man, if I could just take a minute and just have thought about it and took a minute to think about it and, 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 and give it a second to breathe, I wouldn't have done that. A- Abigail said, David, you don't want to have this hanging over your head like something you should not have done because once it's done, you can't undo it. Don't you get, did you get the reasoning? This woman, I'm trying to help you understand and see how very, very wise this woman is. Ladies, if you want a godly example of a godly woman who built up her home, who saved her husband, probably saved a a, a tribe, who was wise, who had brains, who submitted to her husband, she wasn't a doormat. Nowadays, we think the word submit means be a doormat. The word submit doesn't be a doormat. Actually, you submit to your husband because you're submitting to the Lord. And by submitting to the Lord, I'll wait while you clap your hands there. And by submitting to the Lord, submitting to your husband, you're submitting yourself to the Lord. You're being obedient to God. That's why you do it. This woman is amazing. Look at verse uh, 32. Let's move forward. Look at verse 32. Then David said, if you look at verse 32, say I'm looking at it. Then David said to Abigail, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me surely by morning light. And the King Jimmy reads the same thing. No male would be left to Nabal or the King Jimmy. You know what it reads. All right. So David received from her hand what she brought him 
and said to her, go up in peace to your house. See, I have indeed, or I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Stop right there. David said, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day. I think David is saying, praise God you got here when you did. Don't you? Praise God you got here when you did. Think about it. She's kind of telling David, watch this. She's kind of telling David off. She's like kind of telling David about himself. She really is. But she did it with grace. Don't you know you can say almost anything to anybody? It just depends on how you say it. It depends on how you say it. You can tell tell people off and when they leave, they go, you know what? Thank you very much. And you today just told you off. And you go, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Or you can tell people off and find yourself engaged in a problem. It depends on how you use your words. It depends on your attitude. She's telling David off. She's telling David about himself. But this is the wisdom here that we see in this woman. She was not offensive and not disrespectful. She was honoring and respectful to David, and that's why David could receive it. Again, you can say anything to people. It's how you say it. It's your attitude. Your attitude can shut people down before words come out of your mouth. And you know that's right. Your attitude can shut people down. You want to talk to somebody like you come, hey, I'd like to have a word with you. Your body posture can shut people down before a word comes out of your mouth. I'm going to have a word with you. Or, you know what, I like to sit over here and have a word with you. Can we sit and talk? Your body language, your body posture can put people off before a word comes out of your mouth. She could say these things with the right attitude. David then, watch this, he turns around and he writes Psalm 141 verse 5. At this time, let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness, and let him rebuke me, it shall be as Excellent oil, let my head not refuse it. Notice David said, let the righteous strike me. It shall be a kindness to me and a rebuke to me. He said to Abigail, blessed is your advice and blessed are you. You've kept me from bloodshed and doing something stupid or avenging myself. Listen, it's one thing to be rebuked and take it. It's another thing to be rebuked and see God's hand in it. It's still yet another thing to be rebuked and thank the person who cared enough to rebuke you. I'm trying to teach some. Who cared enough to faithful are the wounds of a friend. Somebody comes and tells you something and they're right, then they're right. If it's God's word, they're right. And you should be grateful enough to say, thank you for loving me enough to tell me the truth. I don't want you to lie to me. You don't lie to people. Other people ask me uh, my opinion, and I will ask them, and those of you that know me, you know, I will say, do you want my opinion? Do you really want my opinion? Yes, I really want your opinion. And I tell them exactly what I think, and and I don't lie. And a lot of times, it may not be what you want to hear. Matter of fact, more often it's not what they want to hear, but it's what they need to hear. That's why David wrote Psalm 141, verse 5. 
Let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness, and let, let him rebuke me, it shall be as excellent oil, let my head not refuse it. David said, blessed is your advice, and blessed are you. David is impressed with Abigail's actions, her words, and of course, the food. Yeah? David didn't take revenge. He was smart enough to listen to wisdom. Proverbs 15, here's memory verse, write it down. Proverbs 15, 31 through 33. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Meanwhile, saints, back on the ranch, Abigail is saving lives, and Nabal is partying. Look at verse 36. Now, Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore, she told him nothing, little or much, until morning. There's wisdom. And so it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. And then it happened after underlying this about how many days that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise the Lord. <laughs> he started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. That's in my Bible. It's not you guys don't have this version. He says, hallelujah. He started speaking in tongues, then began to jump around and give glory to God. Who has pleased the cause of my reproach, David said, from the hand of Nabal and has kept this servant from evil for the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as wife. David, David, David. <laughs> now, when the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. And then she arose, she bowed her face to the earth and said, here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail rose in haste and rode on the donkey attended by five of her maidens. And she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel. And so both of them were wives, his wives, but Saul had given Michael, remember her? His daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Galim. Stop right there. Give me your attention. His royal highness, Nabal, is living up to his name. He was a fool. His life was in danger. His wife knew it. The servants knew it. He didn't know it. He's eating and drinking and getting drunk, and he thinks everything's good. He doesn't have a clue about what's going on. He doesn't have a care in the world. Abigail, being a wise woman, knows you can't witness to a drunk. She, amen. She didn't tell him anything. She waited until morning. Now get the scene. Nabal's sitting at the breakfast table, probably drinking some coffee and some fluids, trying to get sober from last night's party. Abigail tells him what happened. The Bible says his heart died within him. Meanwhile, right there, right then, he had a stroke. He goes into a coma. And then 10 days later, he dies. 
you got to wonder, listen, keep your finger right here. Go with me to Luke, Gospel of Luke. Keep your finger right here. Go to Gospel of Luke. You got to wonder if Jesus, Luke chapter 12. You got to wonder if Jesus didn't have this story in mind. Look at Luke chapter 12. Look at verse 16. It's, it's just too perfect. That's why I think Jesus had it in mind. It's too perfect. Luke chapter 12 in verse 16. Then he, Jesus, spoke a parable to them saying, y'all look at verse 16. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? And so he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, you see how many times we see I? And my, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Nabal, <laughs> this night your soul will be required of you. And then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. You got to wonder, go back to 1 Samuel, just want you to see that. You got to wonder, did Jesus have that story in mind, this story in mind when, when he told that story to all the multitude that gathered? He wasn't really speaking to his disciples, he was talking to the multitude. But did he have that in mind, this story about Nabal? It's just too perfect. Interesting, Abigail said, the Lord, did you pick this up? The Lord will cast your enemies out like a stone, and now Nabal becomes like a stone. And what killed him, see, that's why you got to read verse by verse. And what killed him, we don't know. But what we do know is Nabal is living like a fool, partying, drinking, having a good time, and he doesn't know that he has 10 days left on the earth. People are doing the same thing today. They're eating, drinking, partying, doing whatever they want to do, not realizing you have X number of days on the earth. Go to the cemetery. If you could ask those who died the day they died, did they expect to die that day? You will get a resounding no. Nobody lives like Today is my last day on the earth. If we all live that way, I think Christians for certain would live differently. I ain't talking nobody here. If we live like this, our last day on the earth. Nabal didn't know he had 10 days left on the earth. I see, listen, I see 10 days of grace. 10 days of grace. Ten days he had a beautiful, smart, wise woman next to him. Ten days she probably said, because women are always saying, Nabal, you can turn to the Lord and stop living a destructive life and foolishness. For ten days she says, Nabal, listen, God is a good God. Look how he treated David. Look how God treats all those who call out to him. Ten days of God's grace, I really believe in these 10 days, if Nabal would have turned, uh, repented, uh, you know, uh, done something, 
that would have been more honoring toward God, perhaps he wouldn't have had 10 days left on the earth. Perhaps. Just sanctified mandation, we'll never know. Perhaps. 10 days. David heard Nabal, look at verse 39. David heard Nabal was dead. He said, praise the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach and has kept me from evil. David said, thank God I didn't do anything. God took care of it. If I would have done it my way, I would have messed it up. Instead, David just waited on the Lord. God used Abigail. You know, what? I was reading this today and I thought to myself, in my 20 years of ministry here at Calvary Chapel, I will tell you one thing I've learned. Time is my friend. Don't move too quick. You got to learn to wait on the Lord. Don't move too quick. I can tell you the many situations that we've gone through here. I can now look back and see if I had moved when I thought to move and do something back then, it would have been a whole different set of circumstances up here. But because I said, I'm going to wait on the Lord and let God take care of it, God took care of it, and now the situation up here is much better. You will never, never, I'll wait while you clap your hands. You'll never regret waiting on the Lord. Time is your friend. Just wait. Be patient. Wait. When it comes to ministry, time is your friend. Abigail, in verse 40, is back in Carmel. Where's the time go? Back in Carmel. The servants tell her David wants her to be his wife. Verse 42 tells us Abigail rose up quick. She made haste. Her and her girls. I think, amen. She's a smart woman. The king wants to marry you. Amen. I think David bumped his head on the way back. Because he takes another wife. I'm like, man, you got two wives. How's that working for you? I don't, I don't know how you do it. David was a great man, but still a man. He was a great king, but a lousy husband and father. David had multiple wives. And because of that, listen, as we're going through Samuel, you'll see, because of that, there was never peace in David's home. Never. Now, let me wrap up this little fairy tale strange story with three points. Three points. Got your pen? Number one, I see Romans 12, 17 through 21 fleshed out in this story. Romans 12, 17 through 21 says, repay no one evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceably with all men, beloved. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. And for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with what? Good. You know that Abigail poured hot coals of kindness on David's head. And overcame evil with good. The second thing I see is yesterday's victories do not win today's battles. Think about this. Just one chapter ago, David was in complete control of his temper. I will not touch the Lord's anointed. One chapter ago, David is walking the spirit. One chapter later, David is so angry, he can't think straight. 
Yesterday's victories do not win today's battles. Listen, parents, parents, you know this is true, isn't it? I, I think I'm talking to old school parents here nowadays. You might have patience today and snap tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Ain't never seen it coming. <laughs> I had patience today. It's true, isn't it? You got patience today, you snap tomorrow. I don't understand these parents nowadays. They just kids walking away. I was in a store the other day, and I'm going to tell you real quick. I know I'm over time. Um, I'm in a store the other day, and the, the kid and the parent got into something. The kid walked away, walked down the aisle, bought a peanut butter or something. I said, man, this is a new generation. You would try that with Gertrude? You know what old school, I'm talking old school, y'all, some of y'all new parents, y'all like, well, let Johnny just voice their opinions. Let Susan just say what she feels and get it all out because it's cathartic and just let her get it all out. It's very zen. You talk like that in my house, my mother will knock your teeth out and you'll be remembering when you had real teeth. Nowadays, it's all, let them just get it all out. You don't walk away and talk. Parents, where you at? You don't walk away and talk. No. Or, or you, you hear them mumbling under their breath. What? <laughs> what you say? Uh, well, I was like, come, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> what this new generation is. Yesterday's victories do not win today's battles. Spiritually. You can have a great victory today, but if you don't stay in the spirit, you lose a battle tomorrow. You can kill giants today, pray today, walk in the spirit today, and it only takes a little stupid navel to take you down. Now you're in the flesh tomorrow. Victory is a moment-by-moment moment thing. The third thing, finally, I see vengeance is for fools. If it weren't for Abigail, David would have messed up his future. Don't do something today that will mess up your future. Are y'all listening? Young folks, you're listening. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, social media. It's, it's Tumblr, isn't it? In there, Tumblr? I thought so. Okay. Yeah, I said Tumblr on Sunday, and everybody went, that ain't Tumblr. I said, then there's Tumblr. Is it Tumblr? Tell them people in third service, they don't know nothing. <laughs> don't try and get revenge. We live in a culture where we try and get revenge. So we call it sweet revenge. Getting even, settle the score, give him a dose of his own medicine. Eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, tip for tap, blow for blow. I don't care what you call it, it's sin. God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't get me wrong, I understand sometimes that's hard. It's hard not to get somebody back, especially when you have the means to do it. But when you try to get revenge, you're actually blocking the work of God. Either we let God do it, or we do it and mess it up. Right? And then one last thing. Although Abigail, listen, this is for you single people. Abigail, her marriage was a marriage of, you know, parents coming together and deciding, well, he's rich and she's pretty, so let's put them together and get pretty grandkids or something like that. Their marriage was arranged. We don't live in that kind of culture anymore. 
So Abigail is in a bad marriage because it's an arranged marriage. But single people, listen, you don't have to be in a bad marriage. You don't have to be. What you do need to do is wait on the Lord. Okay? What you do need to do is wait on the Lord. Don't find yourself in a bad marriage because you move too quick. And then you find yourself married to a neighbor or married to a fool. You can do bad, single people. You can do bad all by yourself. I'm just starting to preach, and it's 838. <laughs> nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with nothing, nothing wrong marriage. I mean, it's not the, that's not the point. The point is, let's not move ahead of the Lord. Let's wait on God. It's better to wait on the Lord and use your God-given common sense to make an intelligent choice on a marriage partner than to marry somebody and they're a fool. Somebody once said, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.